It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your airpods in It's a one-hour show, constantly speaking facts Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style Jake is gonna educate you, he has that knowledge on fire Player, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for Straight Facts What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains, presented by the Up On Game Podcast. It's your boy, Jimmy J. I'm with my guys, Tap Matt Robinson, to the far. No Kyle Sirik, no Jake Galley. So we had, to, we had to call it, you mean, to the bullpen. Hey. You mean, going, I, I was about to say to the G League, but that'd be such a disrespect to you, my guy. They got the Ignite now, you know, number one or number two pick this year was out of the G League. That's, that's, that's true. Without further ado, that's Matt Valdivinos, man. Maddie V. You What's know, up, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Excited to be here. It must be a real important time because we tap it into your expertise, man. And and for y'all, like y'all can't hear what goes on behind the scenes. These two, the two mats <laughs> that I'm sitting next to, just maybe the last what? 10, 10 15, minutes, yeah, yeah, 15 minutes, just, just debating on who the top three <laughs> your greatest quarterbacks are. We're having trouble with that number three. We didn't like Apparently, that. we're having trouble with the number, number two. Number one and two, I and all of them, all of them. I don't have enough time to sit here and debate <laughs> with Matt Robinson about the, the best quarterback of all time debate because we, we do that so often. <laughs> and I, I, just do, I just don't have the, the mental capacity to do it right now. What I do have the mental capacity to talk about is the NFL playoffs, right? That's, that's the big thing because – like, we, we've been gearing up for this thing, and it's about ready to be here. Some teams are sitting pretty, but some teams actually are upset alert. Some teams didn't have, like, the best draw in the first round. That's what we're going to get to first. We're going to highlight those teams that are on upset alert. And I know you're loving this first one down there as an Eagles fan because the Cowboys got a tough, tough draw and got the 49ers in the first round, one of the hottest teams in the NFL coming in to this year's playoffs. Kyle actually dropped a little tidbit for us, as he likes to do when he's not here. But he says, all I got to say is this a nightmare draw for a three-seeded Cowboys team. Before we get into it, yes or yay or nay from the Nats? That's that's a that's a I, nightmare. Draw. I definitely think the 49ers have what it takes to to put the Cowboys on the upset watch. Dude. For sure. Yeah. Is is it more and we'll get into it, the facts and the stats of to why, but is it more of the on the Cowboys side as to why or more of the 49ers side as to why? Uh I just think the 49ers are a good wild card team right like I, I think they're talented i think they've dealt with some issues this year and i think that the cowboys are somewhere that they're not super used to right Dak hasn't been here in a while mike mccarthy took the year off how's he going to do in the playoffs without aaron Rodgers? so i i do think that the cowboys just have a lot of internal questions but i think overall it's just the fact that the 49ers are such a quality football team that they're just a team that even when you win the division they're not when you win the division you're hoping to get the weakest team, right? You're hoping to get a, a team you feel comfortable, confident that on any given Sunday you should be beating. And I just don't think the Cowboys look at the 49ers in that light. Not a team who's routed off four exactly. last five coming into the playoffs. They're playing right? the best football in their division, and they're the they finished third in their division because right. the Rams and Cardinals have been faltering down the end of the season. Uh, we saw the Cardinals falter against the Seahawks. It cost them the division, and we saw the Rams falter against the 49ers, which put the 49ers in the playoffs. And I think – now, this was a big show year for Kyle Shanahan, and he showed it. And you look down the matchup, and every single matchup, 
except for quarterback favors San Fran in this game. Mm. Just every single thing that can go. The only thing, like if Micah Parsons really gets into Jimmy G's face, it can go bad. But uh, San Francisco is really good at running screens. Cowboys don't have a good uh, screen defense. Cow- uh, the Cowboys are allow 6.1 yards per carry on running plays with motion. The 49ers have the most running plays with motion in the NFL. Creative uh, offense. We know yeah, that. so it's, 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 it's going to be, I think, the most exciting close game of the weekend going to be a lot of back and forth body punches and it's a reignition of like an old rivalry from the 90s yeah absolutely i mean the the playoffs actually come down to like can your best players make you know take over the game and make the best plays and fortunately for the 49ers their best player is not their quarterback for for the cowboys their best player arguably on on the offensive side of the ball is their quarterback but for the 49ers you know averaging 6.1 yards per play you know having you know, the best red zone offense in the NFL, that's not because of their quarterback, mm-hmm. right? That's because of the combination of their running backs and, let's be honest, Debo Samuel. Yep. Samuel, let's throw – And Kyle, too, I think, is, yeah. is obviously and, the and big George one. George Kittle, yeah. obviously, for the red mm-hmm. zone talk about that. But that is every probably everything. We just named all of the offense – besides their and quarterback. Mean, yeah, and didn't even talk about the fact that their best player might be their left tackle, yeah, right? Yeah. So we we talk about the Cowboys trying to get after them, trying to get into Jimmy G's face, but you've kind of got a problem on that left side. I know you're not going to win that matchup. Maybe you get a snap on Trent Williams, but uh, I, I'd expect the Cowboys to overload the right side of the field. Um, that's when we're going to see Michael Parsons coming off that edge more often. Uh, and I think that that's how they're going to try and get after Jimmy G. That's kind of the idea that the Cowboys are going to want to do on defense to get after that that potent 49ers offensive deck. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Cowboys are going to have to flip the script. If they allow, you know, a slower paced game, I think mm-hmm. the 49ers can can really out like beat the beat the Cowboys out physically. Like I agree. Yep. And I think I think yeah, I think both of these teams can kind of grind it out if they need to. Obviously the Cowboys have been known they don't want to lean on Zeke anymore. Um but with that defensive line kind of coming into their own this year, you have uh and with Micah Parsons kind of setting that tone, you can grind it out. But I also think that we know how explosive these offenses are that you really could get either way of the game. You could see them try and grind it out and maybe that does lean to the 49ers, but I still think think the Cowboys have a, a path to victory in that tough game um, and I could also see a high explosion offensive game where both teams are just putting up points nonstop. and I think that the Cowboys would you know prefer that and I think they're a little more favored in that situation but the 49ers like we talked about have the tools to put up those points I think Kyle Shanahan spending a lot of time having fun drawing up plays to confuse Trayvon Diggs yeah, well it's not so that hard so well and, and <laughs> that's actually where I was gonna go now the 49ers get Elijah Mitchell back and give credit to Kyle because he was all over that in his big board plug a Kyle's big board really quick uh, all over Elijah Mitchell coming back for the 49ers. Does that allow Kyle Shanahan to put Debo Samuel back out wide, not put him in the backfield as much, and now go attack Trayvon Diggs? I have what the the, the wide receiver who's fourth best in the league yeah. in, in terms of receiving yards, and he spends 30% of the time in, his, yeah. in the backfield. Exactly. Imagine if he spends most of that time out wide, and now against the cornerback who's given, I'll say it again, up 1,000 yards. One cornerback has given up 1,000 yards. Why not match up one of the guys who's gotten the most receiving yards up against mm-hmm. him all game? Make sure you find him in matchups and exploit that. Is that something that Kyle Absolutely. Shanahan can do? I, and I expect Kyle to do it. Kyle's very well-versed in exploiting matchups and getting one-on-one opportunities that he likes. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyle try and get George some one-on-one looks on guys. But the issue is with Trayvon, you know, we do talk about, yeah, this dude was getting, you know, got cooked for a thousand yards. But we also talk about the ball skills and the, the threat he is to throw it to him. 
the Cowboys secondary in general is not going to cover great, right? So I, I just don't think that it's necessarily, we just have to get Debo in these one-on-ones with Trayvon. I think they're just going to try and get Debo their one-on-one with anyone because there's nobody on that defense that can stick them. Right, right. Very true. Matt? I think it's going to come down to, not just come down to, but Dak's been so inconsistent. Obviously it comes down to Dak, right? No, no, like, but, okay, but, but the, right? I think people are getting clouded about how great he played the last, like, four weeks, like, he didn't play that great against the Cardinals. The Eagles game doesn't count because he was playing against our practice squad guys. Right, right. He played great against Washington. He played amazing. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it's uh, he'll. I think he'll. I don't think he'll explode. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. And I think that makes it fifty-fifty on whether that's good sure. enough for them. I was to about win. to say him just being fine doesn't. Fine, give yeah, a whole fine. Dak is not that much. better Yeah, than Jimmy Jimmy. Be like, that, that doesn't make the Cowboys that much better than mm-hmm. the 49ers. I think. Yeah, I agree. For obvious reasons, the Cowboys are an upset. But, and that's the big thing, like we talked about. It really is just going to come down to what Dak are we getting. Are right. we getting, you know, MVP-level Dak? He's going to throw for 450 and four on them? Or are we just going to get a, a normal 280, you know, two touchdowns, maybe a turnover? You, you don't know. And if, the, if you, Dak gives you that, Jimmy G is enough to put you in a spot to win, right, for sure. Right. All right, we'll move on to the next one. We have one more upset alert. And Matt V., can mm-hmm. you guess which one it is? It's it's not uh-huh. it's not, not the not I the scrappy the Raiders Steelers. going up against the Bengals. Uh, no, I, I'm going to go it's ahead and say that, it's not the Steelers. It's not the Steelers going so, to KC. Uh, one more. I got. I, I I spend a show with three colleagues who are all Eagles fans. I'm a Buccaneers fan. We're playing. Guess which game that they pegged is upset. <laughs> upset I guess the I'll Eagles. Give you, I'll I give guess you the birds. I'll give you a guess <laughs> about which team they think is going to come in to the defending world champions' house. And upset them. That's what that's what they think. The first home playoff game Tampa Bay's had since 2007. If you don't count the Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Thank you. you don't count the World Championship. Well, that wasn't okay. a home game. That was just a game in their home stadium. A home game. You like seeing ticket holders got like the tickets true, to it. True. Part of their plan. Look at you. Look at you trying to spin this any way you want to. But I'm, <laughs> what I'll happened in you, their last home game? I'll let you try. At the playoffs, do we know? Uh, they they lost to the Giants. Uh, first Giants Super Bowl. They had Jeff Garcia that year. I don't count. <laughs> Super Bowl. Anyway, anyway, I'll let you go ahead and try okay. to spin this about how you think the Eagles are going to have. So you can you, knock it off. If down. you want to be a football fan, you can be two things. You can be the analytical look at the fact that the Eagles are in a soft zone defense and Brady eats soft zone defenses for lunch. It's just everything to look at. Brunch. Every oh, every nice everything <laughs> everything shows that Brady's looking at Gannon's defense and thinking, "Oh, there I can do it. There I can do it. There I can do it. There I can do it." Or you can have fun and be a fan (laughs) and talk yourself into the fact that we're one of the (laughs) best run offenses in a long time. I don't care that we're you. No, in a long time. <laughs> no, the, I think the Eagles this year were yeah, like the like, best running no, offense. Yeah, like, so like, like first time since the 85 Bears, like Shout out Ron Rivera. seven straight, like uh, 150 yard rushing games. And that team had Walter Payton. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we had. You're trying to say about Miles Sanders. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a touchdown. He's our leading rusher. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> um, I. But I know Levante Davis is probably going to be back, and it, that's a big difference. Bucks allow five yards per carry when he's not playing to compared to four when he is. But I'll take the Eagles' offensive line over any any single unit in the rest of the NFC that doesn't count quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the fact Jason Kelsey, Hall of Famer, Lane Johnson, unbelievable. Mylotta, unbelievable. Ah, uh, that's 
I will say right no, now on no, straight facts. Yeah, go, go, let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Lane is a Hall of Famer, though. I do want to lock that in right now. I think the roids make it a little tough. You got you got to let him get it all out, though. You got to let him. So long. I totally forgot about. I don't want to get it. He's got to get it all out. My lot is my lot is not my lot is really good for where he's not like he wasn't a pro. I think Eagle fans love him. Yeah, yeah. He's not like an all pro, but he's he's. He's, he's a, definitely good for a rugby player. He's an 8 100%. out of 10. He's an 8 out of 10 left tackle. And Kelsey kind of mans the guards in the middle, takes mm-hmm. basically her big and their kind of flaws and hides them. Yeah. And Which I, centers, I really think, because I'm going to be the deluded fan, all you need is one. The line's too high. I think the line should be six, not eight and a half. Just objectively speaking, I think it's going to be kind of low scoring. The the Bucks only won by six last time, and the Eagles were playing much worse football. Um, and there was a bad taunting penalty that cost the Eagles like a chance to get the ball back at the end. Uh, but anyway, all you need is one fluke turnover, a fumbled punt, a tipped interception, and the Eagles can win the game. And because I'm going to be the homer, that's going to happen, and the Eagles are going to win a squeaker. I I won. Before I even get started, I think I do think it's funny that you think this game is separated by one fluke play like that. Like one fluke play gives the Eagles like the advantage or or, or gives you the lead or gives you the win somehow, which I, I don't think that. I think this is, is separated by more than that, by more than one bounce of the ball going the Eagles way from them winning. Two, getting Levante David back is just a microcosm of what's happening on our team. Now, I, I get the Chris Godwin injury and the Antonio Brown thing is bad on the offensive side. So, no, I'm not even going to get it. Now, now he wants to apologize. Whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It was like it might have been a bad idea. Whatever, whatever. But that's a microcosm of our defense getting back to Healthy. full strength. You know, Levante David is back there now. Jason Pierre-Paul is back What's now. wild about Levante Austin David being back Shaq, Shaq, is that Barry Devin Paul White Davis. plays like unbelievably better when Levante David is there too. And that's a, such a great point, Matt, because I don't know when the narrative started that Devin White is the best linebacker on the Bucks. It started at some point last year on their Super Bowl run. Because but, he's because he's the most explosive. I think, yeah, and I he think was he, drafted fifth overall, right? I think it's just... And the Super Bowl was his game. He so played like, phenomenal that, so that, Super So Bowl. that was the national spotlight yes. game that he got. Yeah. So I, I, I get that. And so, but it, leading up to it, people were talking about that. And it, it's just wild to me how there's such an obvious difference and not just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' entire defensive play with Levante off the field, but... Devin White in general, like you can just you can obviously see how much better White is when Levante's running the entire defense. So I apologize, but that was just a little. It's good. It's good. It really. I don't want to get away from this game, though. No, absolutely. I definitely definitely don't want to get away all this in the context of this game because, like, here's here's really what I see. Um, I see a lot of people talking about what we don't have in. Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. and forgetting about what we do have. I named about all the sides of the defense. We also still have two of maybe the top five red zone targets or red zone threats in the NFL and Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. And, oh, by the way, the best quarterback of all time, throwing to both of them, who has an, an amazing and established rapport with, we know with Gronkowski, but with also, also with Mike Evans. The only really, really newcomer on the offense that we have to get adapted is Cyril Grayson. Everybody else has been there. Don't forget that Scotty Miller had two huge touchdowns in the playoffs last Bowling year. Bowling Green legend. Don't don't forget that Tyler Johnson had two huge plays in the playoffs last year. That that whole offense is is still there. Cam Brate had a big part in the Super Bowl. Like he he's still there. So that that the rest of the offense, the, the all that stuff is still intact, and there's still motion to go on an offense. Leonard Fournette returned to practice on Wednesday too. 
he's gonna come back and help that and help that run game. Like there's couldn't the, help me in my damn fantasy playoffs. But so. the 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 weapons are still there. So I get the easy thing to do, especially if you're an Eagles fan. I do this too if I was the younger dog, is I'd focus on what's not there because those holes is what you that's hmm. what you can exploit, that's what you can get over on the Bucks. But where you're going to have trouble and I don't see you stopping is what people haven't been able to stop all season. And that's but like the, the train that gets rolling, especially when we get inside the red zone, like there's still so much of our team that's still intact. I'm not going to say I'm not worried because I got to give the Eagles their respect of being one of the best teams probably in football, just down the stretch, just the, the number of games getting they hot. won at the end of the season, getting hot and being able to run the football well and control the, the pace of the game in the playoffs. That's going to be huge. You got to mm-hmm. keep, keep Brady on the sideline with your offense. Let's see if you can execute it, but you got to keep Brady on your sideline. But you got to be able to do that for four quarters. And then when when Tom at some point adjusts mid-game, you got to be able to do it too. I just don't see the Eagles doing that. And then my last point is a bunch of people talking about, oh, I wouldn't want to see the Eagles. I wouldn't want to see the Eagles. I look at the rest of the teams that the Buccaneers could have played. You talk about the 49ers. Experience. This, two years ago, three years ago, they were in a Super Bowl. You could have played you know, a team like the, the Cardinals eventually. Mm-hmm a high-powered, explosive offense, so many weapons on there. Or I could play the Eagles. Give me the first-year head coach and first-year starting quarterback to play in the playoffs against the most experienced playoff quarterback of all time. Give me that team. Give me the first-year team. I'll gladly take okay. the people who don't Rebuttal. know what they're doing. Look I'll at the quarterbacks that. that Brady has lost in the playoffs. Most of them are not that good. <laughs> sure. So you got, you got, you got, that's why I said Taylor Heineke he's actually great. That's why they call him. Right. You, got, you, got, you got Ryan Tannehill. You got oh, Nick Foles. You got the corpse oh, of Peyton Nick, Manning. But Nick Foles was so year. good at the time. Like at the, at, in the Super Bowl, Nick Foles was great. I, I don't know. Joe Flacco. Again, Mark Sanchez. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco twice. Mark Sanchez. Marcy you lost back to back AFC appearance, AFC championship appearance. I mean, he lost to all these quarterbacks when it like in he never time. lost to Ben Roethlisberger. He never lost to Philip Rivers. He never lost to Aaron Rodgers. He never lost to the Steelers <laughs> or the Chargers. Like That's funny. That I mean, um, that is funny. But but what are you trying to sell me on by saying he lost that? to Peyton Manning? I'm saying though. just because the quarterback matchup is such a mismatch doesn't mean it's an insurmountable mountain. I, sure, but I didn't invoke Jalen Hurts' name in the in the no, in but you don't have to. But you you don't you don't have to. But I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. Yeah. My point is experience, and we talk about all the time the playoffs, especially in the NFL, is an experienced man's game. Give me. You want to talk about a, a fluke play happening? What's that's what I'm saying. Who's that's more my, likely to make issue. that fluke play? You're exactly. talking about for us. You're more likely to make that. I saw on the first play of the game this year a ball fly over Jalen Hurts' head. To start the game, that didn't I saw the problem. first play of the game bounce off Zach or, or uh, Dallas Goddard's heel for Remember, a pick. That didn't happen <laughs> to us. That never, that never happened to us this year. Actually, so, Washington became the first team in the 2020s to pick off Tom Brady twice in the first half. There you go. I, I, I mean, hey, and 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 you are the reason I will never take a wild card for exactly for as exactly. long as I have this luxury of being a good team. I will never take a wild card game yeah, lately because like you that. you best believe I was looking forward to the Saints the next week already. Here goes Taylor Heineke had me sweating in the third quarter. So I will give you guys. Technically, they weren't a wild best. card. You were the wild yeah. card. <laughs> That's gross. But, but it's the same thing. I will never take an opponent lately. Yep. But Especially that, in the postseason. But that does not mean I'm scared. It does yeah. not mean I'm worried. And you are an underdog for a reason. I agree. And I think when we're talking about like, you know, oh, I, I wouldn't want to pick the Eagles. I do agree with you that if I had to, you know, play against a team in the NFC specifically, 
I would pick the Eagles over anyone else just because or me, I don't know. The Rams have been playing so bad lately, but the Cardinals have been playing poor too. I know, but I don't want to face Kyler in the playoffs. Like that just scares me. Just just um, comparatively so. So my like, issue, comparatively yeah, so I'd exactly. rather face the Eagles. Yeah, I would too. And I and I would too. And like you said, the the especially for the Bucks though, I think the Bucks pulled their best matchup, which is the issue because we talk about the Eagles amazing run offense and, and how great they've been in there. The best run offense since 1985. And they are. Jeff Stoutland's arguably the best assistant coach in the NFL. Uh, and that offensive line is phenomenal. And the running backs are talented enough to get it done. Jalen Hurts is obviously arguably the second or third best running quarterback in the NFL. But the Bucks have that elite run defense, right? I think they're first this year. I, I believe they were first last year. I could be They're mistaken. not first this they're year. Not first, they're not first. I think they're like fifth this year. If you think like Levante was healthy the whole year, where do you think they finished? They probably finished top three. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah, but how healthy is, Devonta, is Levante? Though? We'll see. But I think a lot of Levante's value is coming from just being there. Right, right. right? Just Because our O-line is healthy. Right, right. And it's, excellent. I was about like, to say, but he's probably about as healthy, maybe a little less healthy than, than most people are at, at this time of the year. Like, I get he's, he's coming yeah. back. And, yeah, and I don't think Levante's going And you also have to remember our our end-of-the-year stretch with Carolina, the New York Jets, and Carolina. So, like, if if, if I if there's ever a time for me to say to tell Levante, hey, like, sit, cool, get bro. right. Yeah, we're cool. We're good. We got, even, even if we give up a little more yards than we normally do, we're cool. If we lose to Carolina Especially or, in that division. or the Jets, yeah, at some point at the end of the year, we're not the team I thought we were. To, to be <laughs> so you're cool. So I, I think him returning now at the beginning of the week or, or middle of the week instead of very end of, you know, late end of the week is good. He's going to have this and then two more complete days of practice, just like Leonard Fournette, just like uh, Carlton Davis as well. So Which is big. I think Carlton Davis healthy. is big, but player to watch, my number one person that's going to impact the, the game besides Levante, Vita Vea. That's that's Contract the extension with money, the man. Biggest one, yeah. John money Allen man. got his first, but Vita well, Vea. And here's and here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. We we have Todd Bowles has adopted the the Belichick mindset. I want to give all the credit to Belichick, but but has the mindset of your biggest strength, we take it away, and we have one of the best nose guards in the NFL. If we have the ability to just halt the Eagles' yeah. run, give give us the first half of the Eagles not running the ball well. There there goes our mm-hmm. there goes our stretch. I don't know. I don't think you guys. Know what to do if you go back to. If you have to play from behind. I definitely I mean? don't think the Eagles have. Pl- to prior to the first, yeah. you know, the last. I think, seven if, yeah, weeks. I do think if the Eagles win, it's going to be touchdown early, get ahead, and then pound, 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 get after it. That's that's the the path to victory. I don't necessarily think it's going to, or like, you yeah, if that fluke play, play happened to give to keep them in ahead. You have to play your best yes. game for four complete. Tampa has to play bad because because don't. Like don't don't get hype after you know a, t- a ten point lead in the third late in the third quarter or a seventeen point Absolutely. lead. Or like you know what I mean? Like don't don't get content and leave your foot off the gas pedal. Like you have to play your best football for sixty minutes to beat us. You get, you really ready to handle that? You really ready to do that? Sixty minutes, complete for no flaws, no 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 shooting yourselves in the foot, no head scratching play calls. <laughs> Are you ready to do that? Because it's a lot. It's a lot, man. I don't think we that's need to be perfect. For, we for just need to be very year, good. First year head coach, first year play caller, first year quarterback. Like, it's a lot, man. I don't know. Okay, so I, here, here's a stat that you can look at in two ways. One's ahead, a homer away, one's last a thing, legit Last we got to move on. But go yeah, ahead. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you last So thing the before. Eagles are 31st in the NFL in sacks, but they're fourth in the NFL in pass rush, pass rush win rate. The homer in me wants to say, oh, it's due. They're going to get sacks. The realist in me says – Oh, that's because Cox and Hargraves get pressure up the middle. Then our quarterbacks, the quarterbacks feast on our poor linebacking play. You know what beats before they that? Get sacked. You know what beats that? Having having the quickest uh, snap to release time in the NFL. Who still got that? 
I don't know. If, I don't know if he's number one, but he's still up there. Tom Brady. Will I always, would imagine. Will I would always imagine. be up there. Will always be up there. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess you, you're 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 actually stamping Eagles to win this game. Give a score. 24-21. And it's low scoring. I sh- I think if the Eagles win, it's, it's gonna be even lower scoring. I think they're gonna win like thirteen be, right? to ten because there won't be a lot of possessions. It'll be eight ugly, minute yeah. drive. If the Eagles win, but it's gonna a, be. A but is that realistic? Game. Would you actually? Yeah, oh, that's, it's how, the that's how we win. That's, that's the how the Eagles win. But do you actually see that happening? Um, my point. I don't know. Isn't that how Tom lost against Tennessee? That's how I guess how it's how uh, theoretically right. it's possible, right? Like I theoretically, guess, I would imagine that any team in the playoffs can win. That's what I'm saying. There's no bad. Teams. You are. I, I also, I also like Slay against Evans. The fact that Godwin's out, we have Slay to well. cover Evans. I think that works. I think that's, that's a, a decent mashup mm-hmm. for Slay. I agree. I, I think that makes sense. I agree. I agree. I'll go with the, if you want to give me a score. I'll go with the Buccaneers, twenty-eight twenty. Oh, more respect than I thought you'd give. You got the Eagles covering. Oh no! You you will score. You will. You I will. Think score Eagles have us. a shot to cover. Yeah, yeah, you will. You will score on us. Our defense is not lights out. Like, and who knows? Like, we flipped a switch when the playoffs started last year, but we're not playing lights. I think you're gonna go like thirty-five to like seventeen or something. No, it's because it, now play us at next round of the round after we're in the thirties because it's the it's the first round. Like, I'm, I'm giving us high twenties. You're you're the tiebreaker here, Matt V. I'm gonna take Tampa twenty-four seventeen. Kind of, kind of around the same score. I get, I yeah, give me the. What's the? Do you have the over under on that game? I have no idea. But I have no idea. I, I don't imagine it'll that's be a, that's a high score. That's stat match department. My bad. My bad. Um, I got my people. I, yeah, I just don't anticipate. I just don't think the game. Also, wild card weekend games historically. I was dumb. Yeah. Say probably 50. yeah, give me the give me the under. I just don't anticipate a big offensive explosion from either team. I think both of them are competent defensively. Um, I think they're both a little undermanned in the passing game. So. Relative to what they could be. Right, right. Um, really quick, we didn't pick the 49ers or Cowboys either. Stat Matt, 49ers or Cowboys? 49ers, 31-27. Okay, I'm not going to give a score every time. I'm not going that deep. But you got the 49ers over the Cowboys. Uh, I'll just I'll take the Cowboys, 34-28, I guess. I do I do still think the Cowboys win this. But I think it's, I think it's really close. I think it's 27-24 Cowboys sure. is what I'm seeing. All right, we're gonna move on now because there's a whole we we spent a lot of time obviously as we Hello. as we would on, on that Buccaneers Eagles game, but obviously there's so many more games in this super wild card weekend. For the first time ever, we'll have Monday night games too. Which so well, we're gonna go around. We're all gonna each pick. We might not be able to get to all of them. But we're all gonna each pick one game that we're really looking forward to seeing. Stat back. What's what's a game in wild card weekend that other than these two? You're really looking forward to seeing. I really want to see Bills Pats. Crazy, right? Because like how we that's that's beautiful that we got that again. Because it's so emotional for the Bills to for it's so important for the Bills to, to knock win them out. Yeah. That would be yeah. that would be some crazy. The, 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 oh it's been the Lord. bane of their existence for 20 years of Patriots. And in Buffalo, could you imagine? And it's their first real home playoff game in a long time because it was a limited capacity stands last year. So they're playing. The team that's been their bugaboo their whole life, so if you're at our age, essentially. Yeah. Good word, and, by the way. I like and, that word. And you avenge the loss earlier by Josh Allen playing out of his mind, and you really should not lose to Mac Jones. In the, as a, as, but if they lose— In the hurricane, like, I— if, if I no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I agree. Qu- I agree. Rookie quarterback on the road in the playoffs against the and team then, that gives yeah. up the— Lowest passer rating to opposing uh, quarterbacks. You can't lose that game. Yeah, Mac Jones. But seven, Buffalo seems like a team that 
against all odds will lose. Especially the pitch. Some teams just got your we'll number. See. But Mac yeah. Jones, 79.8 pass rating in the last five starts, six touchdowns, five interceptions, right as people were starting to sing his praise. And that's boosted by him playing really well against a horrible Jacksonville team. Yeah, and, and here's Incredibly. the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, before you go, Matt V. If, the, if and when the Bills lose to the Patriots, and when I say when, I mean in the past, too, when they have lost to the Patriots, have they lost to Mac Jones? No, that's, that's the they thing. They haven't lost to yeah. Mac Jones. They've lost to a guy who's going to do his job. Who who doesn't who doesn't have to line up against somebody else and beat somebody else in a face to face matchup? So Bill Belichick is going to do his job every game. That's who the Bills lose to. They don't lose to Mac Jones. I don't see Bill Belichick not executing on Sun or on Saturday whenever they. Come. I agree. That's why I, I don't think. see them not executing. I really don't. That's and that's why I think the Bills have that chance to lose. Right? Like I think that they should win. I think everything leads me to believe that the Bills will win, especially when you have such a stark quarterback difference. Um, like we talked about in the, you know, with Jalen Tom, there's such a massive separation between what Jalen can do with his legs that he kind of alleviates some of the the difference that Tom pre- presents over him in terms of just quarterback quality. Mac does not have any tool like that. Mm-hmm. And Mac is, you know, Bill brought him in to, to be what he needs him to be. And so when the going gets tough, right, we see Josh Allen go, okay, I need to go make this play. I'm going to go make this play. I just struggle to see Mac doing that in grind time, at least in this first year. Yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm very pessimistic on the Bills right now. Sure. And it's crazy because, I mean, they're winners of, what, four straight going into the playoffs. But they, they've been a shaky team to me all season to me. They've been the most inconsistent team in the NFL all season. It's been mad frustrating to me. I wouldn't have – coming into the season, I wouldn't have been surprised that at this point if they were the number one seed. Best team in the league. Not yeah. in the league, right? Not just in the AFC. In the league. We ta- uh, last time I was here, I'm pretty sure we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty it sure they just, were the best team in the league at and, the time. And it, it started to, as there's, as the latter part of the season came, they started to overcome the inconsistencies of Josh Allen by their defense becoming one of the best defenses in the league, even despite losing Trey White, which I just did not see, what I didn't think was possible yeah. losing one of the best players on their defense. But now their defense has stepped up, number one, in both pass- passing yards allowed and passing TDs allowed, have given up the fewest points in the league, including two shutouts this season. And that's... So, so that's been great. You know, me and Kyle and his big board talked about how their defense has been, you know, tremendous. Mm-hmm. But that's not the identity of the Bills. It's never, it never will be the identity of the Bills. So even if they happen to squeak this one out just because talent-wise they're so much better yeah. than the Patriots, mm-hmm. because their defense is so good, I don't see them going deep into the playoffs because they won't – you don't win in the playoffs by your, your primary way of winning your identity – not executing well. Yep. You, don't, you don't win in your secondary ways of winning. Their defense isn't going to win them. Games. You've got to win with your number. You've got to win with Josh Allen. For, for me, I'm actually I, I'm really high on the Bills going into this playoffs. Other than like their history is the only reason I was being kind of cheeky about that. Because something to be said when, when they were down was it 21 or 17 to Tampa, and I was like, oh my god, that what happened? What too. happened to this Bills team? And yeah. Then they came all the way back. They lost in overtime, but then after that, they've won four straight. Ever something ha- happened in that halftime. Where the Bills got got their crap together and have played really good football. They've won every game by at least two scores. They've been dominant, and I really think they're. A, I, I think they're the second best team in the AFC. I'd take them over Tennessee if they played them in the second round. Really? And I, I actually think you're taking you're taking them. And who's the are you taking Chiefs? Chiefs. As number yeah, one? Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think like I'll, I'll I'll do a pick and a score. I think I think they actually win kind of easily. I think it's like a twenty-one to six kind of game. You think you think the Bills hold him to six? Mac Jones has been all. I think he no, hit a rookie wall. But that's not what I'm questioning. I, you, like I haven't seen anything that says Josh Allen can move the ball against Bill, Bill? Belichick. Like this is not. I've seen nothing. 
And I don't you didn't think watch the game the other week. <laughs> the, that's true. But I, but I just, I don't know. When the stage gets bigger, like we gonna see. Yeah, we we gonna see. That's that's the boogeyman over here. Thirty of thirty of thirty of forty-seven, three fourteen, three touchdowns, twelve rushes, sixty-four yards in a must-win game for the division. Right. Good in game. in Foxborough. Good game. Good game. It's like Conde- conditions mean a lot. Like conditions that. mean a lot in this game. What are the what are the? I'm serious. It's gonna be freezing. And there's an anti-Josh Allen stat with that where he has a 50% completion percentage in games that start with a kickoff below 32 degrees. Which is kind of interesting because he played at Wyoming. Wyoming. That's that's his completion percentage, though. What else? No, no. Wyoming don't have the money. Um, (laughs) Well, North North Dakota State has money to do a dome. I don't think Wyoming has a dome. I could be wrong. But... Is he It's a small sample. It's five games. And the completion percentage, too. Like, is he... You can theoretically have a good game with like a 55% yeah. completion percentage, right? But I just think – I don't know. I'm a big believer in the importance of quarterback play in the playoffs, and I just think that you're guaranteed to get something out of Josh Allen and you're not guaranteed to get anything out of Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. And that's my – so even if Bill does put on a clinic, I think a Bill clinic against Josh Allen still loses to a Bills a Buffalo Bills clinic against Mac Jones. Yeah. Um I kind of see the. I do. It's funny. I say all that, but I do see the Bills beating the Patriots. Just you know, talent disparity. Mm-hmm. But I think Bill Belichick has a good game keeps against. It, keeps it, yeah. You know, I guess I guess I can definitely Allen. see it. Yeah, I can kind of see them winning the same way the Patriots won that thirteen to ten game. Hey, it's gonna be real ugly. But someone they at the end of the game out. is gonna have to make a play, and that's where I agree with you guys. I mean, Josh Allen's gonna make a play over Matt, Matt Jones, Jones. Yeah. but you know, it's going to be close enough to where you're like, hey, man, if, you know, the Patriots are the last person to have the ball, we could see something. Who knows? But, yeah. But I think sure will. And we talked about the narrative of it, man. Like, if there was a team, like, if, if there was a team for the Bills to beat to get over the playoff, you know, hurdle at yeah. home, you know, it, it's... And maybe that's all they need. It's maybe the it's beating the Patriots kind of lets them know, hey, we've arrived. Because that's what it is, right? The Bills are this team that was for so long the bottom of the league was, was just a kind of bottom barrel, you know, scraper. And so this is maybe that's the unlock into they are an actual elite team in the yeah. NFL now. So you know I mean, who the, the monkey off their back exactly. to, to get big. Exactly. Brother. All right. Official picks. 21 to six bills. There you said that. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take the bills, but it'll be a closure game. I think it'll be like 17 to 13 or something. Yeah. Bills 16 to 10. Where? That's what I'm, that's what I'm feeling. Hella field goal. Yeah, hella field fi- Hell of field goals. Hell of field goals. All right, we'll move to what I think is going to be the most exciting one. I'm going to go next, and that's going to be the Raiders at the Bengals. I'm I'm doing a little victory lap. Matt, Stat Matt, you weren't here. You weren't there last week. Me, or Kyle, Jake, and myself won an episode. We talked about the final week of the, of the NFL season. I highlighted these Raiders. They said they had no chance to beat the Chargers. And I said, look at how scrappy. Look how determined. Look how just mentally tough this Raiders team is. Three crazy scandals to go out through the season. You got one game against your division rival at home to get you into the playoffs, and you win a crazy one. Same. You, like, almost choke it like you almost choke it away. Times. You almost choke it away. Then you almost succumb to a tie. She then, almost played for the tie, and, like, and then they didn't want to. And then, they, and then, and then the Chargers called a timeout. So you change your mind, and then you go and win the game. So anyway, I say all of this because that was an exciting, exciting game. And they're not. They're still not even the most exciting team to me in this AFC playoffs. And that's the team that they're playing. The 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 Cincinnati Bengals, who man, like 
That's crazy. your victory lap. Bad V. That's your victory lap. Shout out here. Shout what, out week, Joe. Week three, week four, something like that. And said, I'll stamp the, the oh, Bengals right as, there. as a playoff team. I thought I they'd be the seventh seed. Yeah. They got the division. They are division winners, man. So let's talk about this one. Raiders at Bengals. That's going to be a great one. I got some. I'm about to stat mat this up because I saw some stat crazy this up, man. Stat um, this I know. Up. I agree. This is probably my I got the a, game I'm I got, most I got, excited here, Here's an exciting stat. Yes. Joe Burrow has is it, okay. We're, we're, it is is it the four? Is it the forty plus yard um, play? I don't know. Go ahead. He has uh, more forty yard, forty plus yard plays than Mahomes and Brady combined. I did not know that. That's crazy. I, what like career <laughs> this year? Oh, okay. Career like yeah, yeah. Brady was stupid. That was to Of course not. Of course not for career. But I mean, that's a, is that a symbol that he's he's clicking at the right time and clicking with his his best receiver, right? Like uh, Jamar Chase and and, um, and Joe Burrow. I'm just lighting it up for for the Bengals right now. Jamar Chase is skyrocketing himself into. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone else getting off. Yeah, I, I, it's got to be now. I would if I had a vote, I would vote for Creed Humphrey, center out of Kansas City. Just want to get my lineman love out there. That's true. That's um, true. Big man, but balling, big man. I do recognize that Jamar is bald. I was wrong on Jamar. Not necessarily wrong. I still had him as a first round pick, but I did not have him as wide receiver one, and he's been phenomenal this year. So mm. shout out Jamar. He's going to get that hardware, and he deserves it. But. Just want to throw one out there for the big dog. How about Joe Burrow in, we'll call it, have to have it game. Is this the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is the one. Orlovsky, so big, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. big game Joe in his career, right? All Different. these must-have-it games. And 2019 LSU, the SEC title game, Oklahoma semifinal, Clemson, the Natty game, and then the Bengals and the Ravens week 16 to win the division, the Chiefs in week 17, the, the, the impressive win. In those games, 6-0, and uh, what is this? 2,600 yards. That's 444 yards a game. Jay-Z. 20, 27 touchdowns, zero picks. Joe Cool. Joe Cool. That's big game Joe, man. These these are all, we'll call it have to have them games. So big game Joe, man. He comes and steps up and he's he's like if, nobody. If he does it again, the Bengals go to the divisional round of the playoffs. If he does it again, I think we will start having the conversation at the beginning of next year that Joe does challenge Justin Herbert for the best quarterback in that class. Because I'm, 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 I mean, I get that that Justin Herbert had a Justin wild better, game, theoretically. Like, like but right challenges now. is a word. Challenges, like he, he could challenge him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying for sure. Uh, he could be better. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, like like it would not yeah, shock. It would not shock me at all if in five years Burrow's definitely a better quarterback than Herbert. I, I would have definitely would shock me if Burrow's got more team success because I do think that not not to compare in a one to one way, but Joe's mindset when things aren't going right the 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 ability to play calm and everyone talks about this this isn't something new this is what we talked about made him so special coming out of lsu it really is reminiscent of like tom and, and the greats where things are crashing down behind you everything's on the line and you go play your best ball at that moment yeah, just, just, that, that killer instinct is and that's something that you can't scout that's not something you can really evaluate you can you can pull up the stats and be like, okay, well, we saw him in the and that's that's it. It's does he perform or doesn't he? There's no oh well, we think he's going to perform in big mm -hmm. games. You don't know until it happens, and Joe's proven that it happens every single time. Um, yeah, so if we get four forty five and four from Joe again and zero zero interceptions, it's I don't know what this, I, this is maybe the best clutch quarterback. I don't, in the I don't, NFL. Know, I don't like, know what team that doesn't beat. I don't know to be honest. I don't know what team that doesn't beat if you put those. That's stats what I'm saying. Up, so the Fiesta Bowl. If you want to add another Joe Burrow game, so. Yeah. This was his coming out party. Was this year. was the last game of his the year before he got yeah, yeah. right against US, UCF. Uh, 21 to 34 uh, 3, 94, 4 touchdowns, one pick. Yep, I remember against that. UCF. If, 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 you, if, you, if you desire the Fiesta Bowl, that's a have to have a game. If you crave the Fiesta yeah. Bowl, then sure. 
let's put and it when in you're there. Joe Burrow, that is a have to have a game at the time because this was not a dude who was about to get drafted. Well, well, let's talk about let's talk about you know you want to put the offensive line on notice because we've been big here on straight facts about talking about at some point and, and I kind of still think it at some point the the struggles at offensive line 100%. the lack of protection is going to to bite them. And in it has butt. already. We saw last year. In right? the butt at some point. Yeah. And, but despite of, despite blitzing the fewest in the NFL this season, the Raiders are eighth in the NFL in QB pressure rate. So at some point, that dam is going to break. Is this the game that it breaks? Because, they, yes, they're they're great up mm-hmm. until this point of negating all Yeah, I know. Uh, I think it's valid. And that 40-plus-yard that play stat, the, the, the plays that him and Jamar Chase have been making at Higgins, they've been negating this. But in the playoffs, stuff becomes much yeah. more tactical. Does it – Can because is this the week that that – the Raiders have the players for sure. When you're talking about a pass rush duo of Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe, mm. in terms of just like production this year, uh, are right up there with anybody, right? So, in terms of just constantly getting after the passer this year with consistently, it's those two guys in a field of other duos, right? And so, I do think that the Raiders have the talent. Um, there's some interior guys who can push the pocket a little bit, but it's really going to come down to that edge. And that's what you're going to want to win on, anyways. Uh, and so, I could definitely see Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe giving Joe hell. Giving Joe absolute hell uh, the entire game. Now, does it does it matter? That's what we're going to find out, right? Mm-hmm. Because so far, Joe's shown that it doesn't matter what you come at him with. He's going to make it work, and we'll see. And I don't think, like, I don't necessarily think the Raiders' defense or pass rush is insanely better than the Chiefs or the Ravens, who they've beaten in the past, you know, two have to have it games. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I do think the Raiders are talented enough on the defensive end, especially in that edge rush duo, to. to force the Bengals to have to, you know, fix and, and adjust some things and recognize that, you know, it is a problem. Right. Um, I, we'll get to picks in a second. I think it's, this is the game that it gets highlighted to everyone badly. I think the, the Bengals still come out with the victory, but I think at the end of the game, everyone comes out of it and they says like, lose. Hey, Hey man, yeah. like the, the offensive line's a problem. And then I think it looks really, really bad the next round, whoever they do play. Mm-hmm. But I do think they're good enough. And their defense is playing well enough, forced like 12 exactly. turnovers in the last eight games, playing well enough to hold the Raiders enough for the Bengals to, to take control. I think this is a high-scoring game. I, so. I think, yeah, I I think so. Darren Waller goes nuts. I think Hunter Renfro goes nuts, or at least one of the two. And uh, I think I just think it's a barn burner, and I pick Burrow over Carr. All right, go ahead. Picks and score. 35-31 Bengals. I'll do 30 – I'll go 30 to 27. Last second field goal, Evan McPherson for the dub. So, Bengals? Yeah. I'll go 34-30 in favor of the Bengals. Cincinnati. Ooh, but, but, but ah, I, the Raiders are about to win now. I am. <laughs> the the age-old age <laughs> sweep on the Shit. panel. But, I mean, we give, up, we give the Raiders a whole lot of – just in our scoring, give the Raiders a whole lot of credit, as we should, man. But, you know, they deserve the, the, the way that, that Derek Carr and that team has has overcome quite a bit this year um, to get here is is a testament in itself. And I do think that they have the chance. Right. I do think that they have the ability to beat this team. I just don't anticipate them. Too. Also happy for Derek Carr's first ever playoff game for him because yeah. he broke his leg yep, when he yep, had that yep, really good yep. year five years ago. Yeah, when oh, he got an MVP. Uh, vote. It feels like an eternity, right, that we were talking about, mm-hmm. oh, this guy might be MVP. And then. You know, that MVP vote, yeah. it's still more than Russell Wilson has. That's wow. They had to put start Connor Cook in the play. Yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. Was nuts, nuts. All right, we're going to move on. I'll mention the Steelers and the Chiefs. There you go. I just mentioned the Steelers. <laughs> I'll say this. 
They need two strip sack TJ Watt touchdowns to win. Wait, sure. They need two. Not one. They need two. Sure. They need a some more. To be honest, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but like I got the Chiefs will win this game. They will win it. I would like it. They will win it handedly. Ben Roethlisberger, if you if you want any proof that the Chiefs got no problem in this game, watch Ben Roethlisberger's press conference from Wednesday. Go ahead. We don't gotta have fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, coaching a little giant. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he was rooting for the tie. He, yes. he didn't really want he to play. Didn't want to he was done. He was he like, was, I he was like, I'm, 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 I'm good. And I'm happy. I'm Yo, good. when 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 the Jaguars beat the Colts, he's like, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> I got to play. I got to go to Kansas City. He said, he said, I needed you to beat the Jaguars right. so I can just ride off in the sunset. Now, now I got to go to Kansas City in January. Blown out. Let's just go have fun. last career game. Anyway, Chiefs by a million. We'll move to the last one. I'll, I'll do. I can do is you know do you a favor by asking you what game do you want to highlight. But there's only one. Game yeah, I, was say, one I, was, I mean my favorite game is is probably the Bengals or Raiders game that we talked about. Right. But I mean I'm just excited for playoffs. You just probably play. All right, so we'll go to the last one then. Cardinals and Rams on Sunday night. The team split in the regular season. Um, kind of opposite expectations yep. of when either one was, you know, people thought each one was going to win, but they've been Which good. Which makes sense. Cardinals won 34 to 20 in week four. Rams won 30 to 23 in week 14. So now they meet again and, you know, a theme here, we get a divisional matchup in the playoffs again. So It's a stock going down game. That's what it is. Both, both of their stocks are going down. Yeah. They're and, both happy. And they're both lucky that because they were both dead in the water playoff teams and they're playing each other. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, one exactly. of them, so one of them's going to get a win. Um, I I guess I pick I, I guess I pick Arizona because I just, I just think Stafford's playing so it's weird. poorly. It's, it's like a it's like a, it's like a toss up game in the playoffs. It's weird. Yeah, it's I, weird. Stafford's just playing so poorly, and I'd rather Arizona win because I like Ertz. <laughs> so sure. I respect it. Sure, right, right, right. We all got to be as as candid as as candid as possible. <laughs> so it's just like this would be really. I'd be really if someone told me like five weeks ago this would be a playoff match was like oh it's gonna be a great game now it's just like a uh what's gonna happen yeah it could be a great game who knows both teams both teams are struggling Man, i really wish hopkins was healthy yeah yeah that's it, what sucks. my point both teams are struggling the cardinals are struggling more and it's because they don't have deandre hopkins 30 30 to 35 points a game with nuke and then ever since 21 points per game it's and Ky- and kyler it was a question if kyler murray could do it without him he can't he does not look the same without the i mean and hopkins. it's that drop off is Pretty big. Like I think yeah. AJ Green's numbers went up when Hop got hurt. He's been dropping so many That's passes. What I'm saying. It's just a volume thing. Like you're naturally your number two receiver is going to get more and, and looks when you're probably the surest hands in the NFL. That's what. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like and throw so, that thing anywhere. Exactly. It's it's just so nice to have a you know like Joe Burrow said, screw it. He's out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He's out there somewhere. Um, and with Nook, it's like that. But it's not. It's not just that. It's you know they've played for two years now. Uh, and he's such a professional, he's such a phenomenal talent that you you also just know, mm-hmm. you know, every snap is that's exactly where DeAndre Hopkins. No, I'm changing my pick. I think the Rams. Win. I do think the Rams. They're healthier, too. exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, in the playoffs, if they're just, just too if they're healthier in their home, the only major injury they have is Robert Woods. So and, and they've been playing without that, yeah, right? for a so, while. So I, I'll go with the Rams. The Cardinals were hoping. I put my stock into the Rams going into last week to beat the 49ers. They let me down um, because the opposite happened. I thought they, you know, I thought they had a chance to go home and turn into a shootout football yep. team. And that's how they're going to get beat. ready for the playoffs. That's how they're going to beat the 49ers. They didn't become that. Stafford struggled again and they lost. To me, the narrative is still the same. 
if they come home and become a shootout football team, they win the game. But Matt Stafford has to play well, mm-hmm. and it seems like it. That's that's what it is now. The defense, for what it's worth, in in the big board, if you guys, if the audience out there, if you guys go back and reference the big board, I, I'm down about the Rams defense, and they're actually not playing as bad as I initially thought. Mm-hmm. Through the past like three, four weeks of the season, they've been one of the best defenses in the yeah. NFL. And with Stafford playing bad, that like indirectly makes it more difficult makes to bring, play. You know what I mean? Put them in bad situations. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen that when they've had favorable field position, they're like the best defense in the NFL. So absolutely sure. Um, but you, they're going to have to play like that, yeah. not just in this first round game, but in the playoffs. But if they do that, you know, they might offset some of Matt Stafford's mm-hmm. struggles. They might go in and win. Um, but like that's – their defense just has to – it has to be there. Like I haven't seen – this was supposed to be the runaway best defense on paper, right? Like one of them, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're going into this, you're going to this mm-hmm. year. And they lost the issue is they lost a lot of pieces in this past offseason. Um, but Eric Weddle signing was, was yeah, yeah. Was, how about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he knows, he knows yeah, the we'll see. Knows, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they lost Jordan Fuller. Yeah. He's not he's not full. There are, there are yeah, I mean, and we'll see. I like I don't anticipate Eric Weddle to all of a sudden become a hundred percent snap player no. <laughs> getting signed out of the league after a year. Uh, but, but shout out Eric. Well, shout shout out. Get, get, get your bag. Yeah, yeah, get, get your, your bag. bag. Get your bag. All right, you win. Go ahead. We're going picks. Uh, Rams twenty three, Cardinals seventeen. Wow, I don't think they're. I don't think it's that low. You're not even giving the Cardinals 20? Uh, 20, 20, 17 isn't like horrible. It's <laughs> just, but it's like meh. yeah, right. I mean, but twenty one without Nuke, and then they're playing a good defense. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals 24-21 because I think that they're going to be able to to put Stafford in some uncomfortable situations. And I think I'm going to ride with Kyler today. I do like the coaching matchup. We've seen it's yeah. two really good outcomes. Yeah. Uh, we've had two pretty high-scoring games the first two matches, but one team each time has been the road team has went into the 30s. So I anticipate another high-scoring game again. I'm going to go 30-24 to 24 Rams. Okay, that's that's definitely what I think. But going down that that's the Super Wild Card weekend, man. We got a hype, a hype, man, hype. I think I think the schedule makers they were, did. A, I think the NFL one hundred percent forty five to ten for the Kansas City Pittsburgh game. Sure. <laughs> Does Ben throw the touchdown? <laughs> Yeah, How like it's like forty five to three. Good for him. Last pass. He's me walk off the field. And we see Mason Rudolph walk on. He'll probably be so content with that. Absolutely. He's got like four interceptions. It'll be early too. It'll make the game like like seventeen to ten or something like that. Hey, put They put us back in the game. Halftime. He's like, they've slept on us, and then lose. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, we're almost out of time for this episode of straight facts no winners or losers because our guy kyle's not here that's his segment we leave that to him because he does such a great job but we can always get some shots about the buzzer you got anything to say at the buzzer either one of you uh enjoy the playoff weekend is going to be a good time for the betters out there just so you know on wildcard weekend unders hit like 75 percent of the time so just watch those overs mm. uh I just got his – it's absurd that Brian Flores got fired. Yeah, can we like, talk about it? We can talk about it. Like, it's, like, it's, it's, the, it's just another – it's more evidence of just, like, white coaches get the benefit of the doubt when black coaches mm-hmm. don't. The it's, leash is shorter. And it, it's it's like all, like, Lovey Smith got fired after a 10-6 and six season. Jim Caldwell got fired after a 9-7 and seven season. Uh, and then now Brian Flores gets fired after a nine eight season. And they trot out with twenty four and twenty five. Do you remember that first year of him in Miami? Everyone thought they were going to go zero and sixteen. Yeah, they were the they worst were horrible. Team in the 
They lost like forty-four to yeah. nothing. Like that week roster two. was horrendous. It and was, and, I'm and sorry. he got them to five wins. Oh, yeah, twenty-four and twenty-five. Game. The most important thing to me is four and two against the Patriots. Is having a winning record against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The team has been sitting at the top of your division. I think he was for two decades strong in the division in general. Like, yeah, like, the AFC East. Like, um, like, like like two straight decades, and it's it's. And you know why the leash is shorter for black NFL coaches, black head coaches just around sports is that those wins, those good things don't stack up like they do for other coaches. When you talk about the 24 and 25 record, when you talk about being better than the rest of your division against the best team, being four and two against the Patriots, you, you, when one good thing happens, you forget the last good thing that happens that they don't stack up. So when you look at the body of work as a whole, you forget all the things he did mm-hmm. in the past, and then you look at just what's happening right now. Yes, the Dolphins were terrible, then they were really good, and then they were terrible again. And they ended the season badly. You haven't made the, the play- players were playing for him. The, the players were playing for him. They you were set. I, you haven't made the playoffs in a couple now, of years. Yeah. Like I, you know, you mean Tua's development isn't coming off as it should be. Like you, you, and that's what I think. It is. You're staring. You're staring at the bad. But I'm sorry, we forget all those good things that we. The just Dolphins mentioned. have two playoff appearances since 2002. The least in the NFL tied with the Browns. They've been a horrible franchise what, for before. a long time. And they just got – they fired a guy that had back-to-back winning seasons. And that's, wins and for that's, them since like 2000 – or since like the 90s now. Right. And that's, you know, and that's, that's also a shame is like, no, I'm sorry. Brian Flores didn't turn your dumpster fire franchise around in, in two seasons. Yeah. So, he didn't take you to the chip. No, okay. he, he, he did not do that. He didn't undo the mistakes that – you know, four or five previous coaches and, and front offices put him in. No, he didn't undo that. I'm sorry. What he did was get the most out of, at oh. times, a ragtag group of individuals. And still, they, they, and they still haven't given him a great roster. And that's what my issue is. Just, he was he was an excited team with Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. as his quarterback. So the issue is, I don't blame Miami for thinking they needed to make a move. I don't. I just blame Miami for thinking that GM Chris Greer is the side that you should be attaching your loyalty to right like i understand if if the gm and the head coach don't click you have to you have to get a relationship that will and that means whether sitting them down and being all right let's be men let's talk about what these issues are let's find out how we're going to go win as a team but i think a flores did not want Tua. he didn't want to take Tua at five he had preferred herbert but he's not his job was not to to create the roster greer preferred Tua. greer took Tua. they ride with Tua. right that's your franchise quarterback you spend that on the fifth overall pick he's a young guy you, you want to give him a chance to win. And Flores did, right? Flores wasn't going to say no to it. You're not. But you could tell that he wasn't as tied in. And so Miami sat down and had to have said, you know, I guess we're going to ride with Greer. But when you look at what Miami's done in terms of a roster construction and drafting free agency, there's nothing that leads me to believe that Chris Greer is an average to above average GM, much less someone that you're letting a guy like Brian Flores walk. And I've talked to people in Miami and they claim that, you know, Flores could be hard to handle with certain players and, and I get that coming from the Bill Belichick tree that you're just going to be an aggressive, you know, hard headed, yeah. yeah, your opinion. You're definitely going to think you're right because when you played or when you coached with the Patriots for the past 20 years, you were right. You mm-hmm, were. There yeah. wasn't a. And so, and the fact that he was the most successful Belichick, you know, branch is, is also super, it, it speaks a lot of value to me. So I, it's just, it is just wild to me to think that. You know, the GM who drafted Tua over Herbert, the GM who drafted 
Austin Jackson 18 and Noah Igbenogany like 25th in that same draft. Three first round picks. And you can make the case that all three of them were, were the wrong pick. And you could have made the case at the time besides Tua, there weren't a lot of people who preferred Herbert. I'm not going to give him too much for that because I still think Tua has a chance to be a good quarterback. But Greer, the GM, just hasn't done anything to lead me to believe that this is the guy you should want leading your, your franchise. And so when you commit to him, it, it's just wild to me the, the ineptitude in, in that ownership group, in that management group to, to see, you know, it's a results-based league. And Flores' results as a coach are infinitely better than Greer's to results me, as a GM. To me, good good head coaches aren't easy to find. Not in at the all. NFL. Not at all. And for a franchise who hasn't had many of them, remember Adam Gase. To a, to a for an NFL franchise who hasn't had many of them, you're being mighty picky when a good one is right at your right front Right there. You're being mighty, He's mighty. in your house, not even at the front you're door. Like, hey, you're being mighty, mighty picky. All I have to say at the buzzer is, I got to give a huge congratulations, man. A huge shout out, and I really wish Jake and Kyle were here so we can give a whole team, a whole show shout out to this guy. But our guy, LeVar Arrington, getting into the College Football hey, Hall of Fame. Okay. Man. How about that? Fun you fact, that was my first ever jersey. They, LeVar Arrington, Washington jersey. Shout out Head Honcho over there. So so as you guys know, we're now part of the Up On Game Network and iHeartMedia ran. Well, the, the, the podcast network is ran by LeVar Arrington, Plexico Burns, and mm -hmm. TJ Hushmanzada. So we're not only appreciative and thankful to be on that platform, but we got to give the OG his flowers. I see Stat Matt going over his laptop. So he got he I was trying to see it. No, I was trying to see if he was on the 94 Penn State team that went undefeated. He wasn't. Mm -hmm. I don't he think so. He was drafted in 2002. Yeah, so. He was drafted in 2000. 2000. Number two oh, overall pick in 2000. Um, you know, was it three-time three time All-American, three-time. Yeah, phenomenal player. First, first team All-American, too. I believe two-time Pro Bowler. I think Washington had like two of the first three picks in yeah, that yeah. draft. Yeah, I mean, just a, a phenomenal player, man. Even even more of a phenomenal guy. Just a great person to me. He'll be on the show soon enough, but couldn't get out of here, OG. He don't he'll let me boast about it too much, but I couldn't get out of here, OG, <laughs> without giving you your flowers now, giving you your congratulations once again, forever part of college football history, history man. Like that's, Legacy. That's amazing bro that is amazing but that is all the time we have for this episode of straight facts it was a great one thanks again to our guy matt v matt valdivinos coming in the official now i'm gonna spoil it now the official straight facts nfl expert we breaking it down we love to be here we love to it's be exciting here. times the drafts coming up the playoffs yes, are here sir. it's, it's, it's yes, my sir. favorite part of the season plug yourself now 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 the Please. official part of the platform plug yourself go follow me on twitter at mv scouting um, that's where we're going to throw everything through. Also find me on any socials. Um, well, not any socials, but specifically Twitter and TikTok. Um, but straight facts podcast. Yes, uh, that's sir. where we at. We, we going up, man. From my guy, Statman Robinson over there. You ready to do it, bro? You know that? These have been the facts. Straight up. Yes, sir.